believer is a man that speaks the words of the Father. The believer is a man that speaks the Spirit of the living God. The believer is a man that speaks the life of the living God. So when I speak the words of Jesus, when I speak the Spirit of Jesus, when I speak the life of Jesus, things must change. Things only respond to living words. So there's a kind of speaking that I speak to situations and they don't change because I'm not speaking from the dimension of Jesus. But when I stand from the perimeter of Jesus, from the environment of Jesus, and I speak life, things must change. Hallelujah. Everybody, can you rise to your feet as we just speak the words of Jesus to situations? Can everybody rise to your feet? Just rise to your feet, everybody. In honor of Jesus, rise to your feet as we speak. As we speak. Can you raise your voice to Jesus? I don't need to tell you things that you need to speak to. Can you open up your mouth? Everybody, can you open up your mouth in the name of Jesus? I decree and declare upon Nigeria. Light has come upon Nigeria. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. Upon Africa, light has come upon Africa. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. My life is a blessing to generations. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. My life, I am the solution to my nation. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. My past has a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. I decree, I declare the life of Jesus over my family. I decree and declare salvation and righteousness upon my family. I decree and declare healing upon Auntie Josephine. I decree and declare life in the body of Hughes this morning. I decree and declare life in the universities. I decree and declare life in Cyprus in the name of Jesus. struggle in life. I am not stranded in life. I will not see shame in life. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my provider. The Lord is my preserver. Please, can you, can you speak? Can you speak? Open up your mouth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Barusha pale kaliatona imbre zorafiki hasia Esha parondo prenita elandozi giasa eto kopaleka ibradoze vedia ashope kahiata inde rosa baliata baleta baziata I am a testimony to generation I am a testimony to nations My children are blessed. My wife is blessed. My husband is blessed. My family is blessed. In the name of Jesus, all the wives, the children that you have given me, we are signs and wonders. 
There is no disease in me. There is no sickness in me. There is no cancer in me. There is no arthritis in me. There is no anxiety. In the name of Jesus, I come against darkness. In the name of Jesus. Arise upon us this morning, Jesus. Arise upon us this morning. Arise upon us this morning, Jesus. Arise, arise, arise. Jesus, arise. Jesus, arise. Jesus, arise. Jesus, arise. Jesus, arise. Jesus, arise. We call me your name. We have no other name. We have no other source. We call me your name. Let the disease die. Let the confusion go. Let the demons die. Let the things change. We come in the name of Jesus. We come in the name of Jesus. Speak the words of the living God. Speak the spirit of the living God. I speak the life of the living God. Things must change in the name of Jesus. One more time. I speak, I speak the words. I speak the words of the living God. I speak the spirit. I speak the spirit of the living God. I speak the life. I speak the life of the living God. Things must change. sit down everybody you can be praying under your bread just be praying there are certain things that must change don't be comfortable when things are not working well in your life don't be comfortable with it so as the message is going on just be searching what are the things in my life that must change what are the things that must adjust? You are not speaking by your own authority. You are speaking the words of Jesus. You are speaking the spirit of Jesus. You are speaking the life of Jesus. There is nothing that does not respond to the authority in the name of Jesus. Both animate and inanimate. So you are not helpless. He for it is, it is for your good that I go. I will not leave you what? Comfortless and helpless. Your living effectively on earth will not be as one that is an orphan. So the absence of a father physically on earth does not mean you are an orphan before God. The absence of a mother physically in your life does not mean you are helpless. He said, when I go, I will send another helper. And that is the Holy Spirit. The very spirit of God. The things you see me I do. Jesus said you will do greater, those, greater than those things that I've done. If only you will believe because the helper has come to you. So you are not helpless this morning. Amen. You are not helpless. Don't say I am helpless. Don't say my father has died. That is why my life is like this. 
Don't say, my mother has gone. That is why my life is this. Don't say, I am an orphan. That is, no, 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 no. Don't say, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. The Holy Spirit is our advantage this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So quickly from where we stopped, we're going to finish as fast as possible as we can. Genesis chapter 1, everybody. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 where we read last week. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 where we read last week. And God said you can put your name there and God said let us make costing in our what? In our image after our likeness and let costing have dominion over the fish of the sea and let Costin have dominion over the fowl of the air and Costin let Costin have dominion over the what? The cattle and all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeped what? Upon the earth and God said, so God created Costin in his own image. In the image of God created what? He, he, male and female, he created what? He, them. And God said, let us make man in our what? In our image, can you touch yourself and say, I am, I am, I am in God's, I'm, I'm, I say I'm a God's image, or I'm in God's image now. You know, Psalms 139 said, for I am wonderfully, I am fearfully, I am, I am so specially made. In whose image? In God's image. So every time the father looks at me, he sees himself. Hallelujah. But you know, God will not just, just want you to be at his image. He wants you now to function at his level of dominion. So it's not yet enough to say, I am the image of God. There's another place that says the likeness of God. So that all that is the communicable attributes of God, that God has put inside you. That God will be pleased now when he sees you, you take charge. And you take what? Dominion. Throughout the week, I've been meditating on this message more and more. Just getting lost. There's just so much that we can't exhaust. There's just so much. That everything about God, we see them manifest in this realm. Through what? Through words. The wisdom of God. Through words, the righteousness of God. Through words, the strength of God. Through words, the wisdom of God. Through words, the healings of God. Through words. So we don't serve a deaf and dumb God. We serve a living who? A living God. So we cannot know the level of authority you have until you speak. And we will know by whose authority that you are speaking. If the owner of Near East University just signs on tissue paper and gives me and say, get into any of the bank and cash out 100,000 Turkish lira with his signature on it and I get into the counter without shirt, 
right? I get into the counter without what? Without shirts. And then I just move there. I just greet the woman, put my hand in a kimbo and just pose. And just utter the word, Dr. Swart Gunsel has sent me. That's all. And I drop the tissue paper. That is all. I am telling you, when they send the tissue paper to the boss and the boss make one call and she hears the other side, that is all. The whole office will be on their feet. I will not pick number. Tell her number. I will not press anything. Let me tell you, they will not allow me to stand there. They will take me inside into the director's office. Authority. The name of who? Swat. I just uttered it and things changed in that office. But we serve a living God. That is not only the living that responds to him. Even dead things respond to him. So if you are saying, I don't understand. My situation is so dead and gone. Oh, good news. The living God is here this morning. And he called Ezekiel. And Ezekiel was just taken to the valley of dry bones. I said, oh. What do you think will happen here? He said, oh, I don't know, only you know. Because all I see is just bones everywhere. Do you believe that these bones shall rise again? One thing he did for Ezekiel, and Ezekiel was the person that had to speak with his mouth for the bones to come back. God didn't make the bones come back. Hallelujah. You are just within the environment of God. You are within the environment of possibilities. Say so to him that believeth, how many things are possible? All things are possible. So in case you are here and you think the things that you have done, you have tried your energy, you have tried your strength. I bring good news to you this morning that just change to the realm of God. Change to the environment of God again. So I'm a Christian. Then what I'm saying is now be conscious of the abilities of God in your life. Be conscious. Consciousness to the abilities of God in your life. That is faith now. So faith is being activated. Because now what is happening is that you're getting back. The Holy Ghost is returning you back to the word of God. And then he's opening your eyes to see the things God can do in this time. And he made he them in his what? In his image. So the idea of dominion is not only for the man. The idea of dominion is also for the what? For the woman. So in this church, in this season, we have been, we have been the Holy Spirit have been teaching us more to understand that when it comes to the kingdom, say there is neither female nor male. There is no Greek. There is no Gentile. There is no Jew. For every one of us, we are what? One in who? In Christ Jesus. There is a unifying factor. As it were from the beginning, so it is. Now Jesus has come to unify that factor. Probably in the course of Israel's journey to the promised land, there has been a demarcation between the female and the male. Right? But now they say what? There is a unifying factor. There is no female Holy Spirit and there is no male Holy Spirit. The same God. The same Spirit. The same Father. The same Son. The same Spirit. 
working in us what? All together. And he told them, have dominion. Take charge. Take charge of your environment. Can you give me that verse please so that we will see. He said, take charge of what? Of your environment. Have dominion over the fish. Have dominion over the creeping things. Have dominion. Take charge everywhere. And then let's go to chapter 2 verse 19 where we read. Where Adam started exercising. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the what? Beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he will what? What he will call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was the name. How many thereof? Thereof till today. So whatever you see scientists are doing is in the quest to be able to find out the real name that was given to situations. Every, every, every research is in there. I know, however, they will just find it and we will still give them a Nobel Laureate Award. We congratulating them. We congratulate them for finding out what God has done from the beginning. So Adam began to take charge by speaking. He was calling for situations. You know, the Spirit of the Lord was telling me, do you know that if Adam called something or he began to say things that were not in the line of God, God would call his attention. Because when Adam began to call things and they were, God saw that the things he was calling, they are also good things. Oh, God had created the animals. God created, okay, this is coming to me now, new. God created the animals. God created the lion. God created the fishes of the, and he refused to name them. He didn't name them. And he brought them to who to name them. Why? So that Adam can what? Can take dominion. Can take charge. The question I have for you this morning is, what are you calling the situations that are coming before you? What are you naming them? Because you are in the image of God and you are in the what? The likeness of God. So the things you call situations, those, those, those names you give them will be the name of those things what? Thereof. That was how Adam continued. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 everybody. So Adam had an information from God, right? And then he began to speak. Adam had an information. What was the information that God gave him? Take charge, right? Take dominion. So you can't speak from the realm of God. You can't speak from God that God is your source if you don't have the information of God. So we qualify you as a medical doctor after six years because you have been bombarded so much by an information from consultants from practitioners, from lawyers, from barristers that have what? Experience in the field. So they've informed you so much that now those informations have built boldness in you to call yourself that you are also a barrister. So Adam could speak from the realm of God, from the dimension of God, and things will be because he has received what? An information that has said, take charge, take dominion, multiply information. 
So what information are you being fed with will determine the things that your tongue will utter. So your environment matters a lot. We're getting to it properly. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of what? Of the field which the Lord God had made. On the line the what? And he came and what did he do? What did the serpent say? And he and he and he said and he what? Said get something. Holy Spirit we pray in the name of Jesus that our eyes are open to the revelation of your words. Lord, we shall know the truth this morning and the truth will set us free. We will experience this truth in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. We will speak the things in the name of Jesus with no doubt in our hearts and the mountains will move and things will change in Jesus' name. And the enemy said unto the woman, information. Yea, had God said. So, you see, the devil knew that God also had what? Had said. So, there is, there, is, there is a war of information here. Had God said to you that ye shall not eat every tree of the what? Of the garden, verse 2. And the woman what? Said unto the serpent, we may eat of the trees of the garden, three. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Verse 5. For God knows that the day in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good what? And evil. See the next verse now. And when the woman what? Saw that the tree was what? Good. How did the woman see? Because an information now has been introduced. Because an information has been introduced, perspective has changed. So the original instruction that God had given. So which means that situations have the potency to change your perspective from God if you are not careful. They will not only change your perspective, but they will also change your utterance. And she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be what? Desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did what? And did eat it and gave also unto her husband, verse 6, with her, and he also what? And he did eat it. But how did she eat the, the fruit? How did she eat it, please? How did she how did she come by eating the fruit? Please let's talk. How? Hearing there was an information. The question I have for us this morning, what are you hearing from that lack of money that is in your life? What are you hearing from that arthritis that you're experiencing symptoms of? What are you hearing from the pain in your stomach? But that's because that situation is saying things to you. And for Eve to gravitate to the point where she saw the fruit and desired it, which means that now she has believed the information the serpent has given. 
So every time you believe an information that has been introduced into your life by a circumstance and you begin to walk towards it, you are uttering it, you are moving in it. Oh my good God, you are already living in the reality of that information. So two environments. God's environment is an environment of information. Listen, the devil's environment is also an environment of what? An information. Please, let's go. Chapter 3, everybody, chapter 3, verse Verse 9. Okay, verse 8. Verse 8. And the Lord God called unto what? Unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Verse 10. And he said, I heard your what? Thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And I did what? Hid myself. See what God will tell. Verse 11. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked. Where did you hear that the situation will kill you? Where did you hear that the sickness has come to destroy you? Wait, because that is not my words to you. I didn't give you that instruction. That was not part of the information. You must have heard it from somewhere. Because if we believe in any information... Oh, listen, listen, listen. Every information that comes to you has a level of reality that you must experience. The information of medicine now is giving you a reality of being a medical doctor. The information of law is giving you a reality of being a what? A lawyer. The information of God has given Adam the reality that what? He is truly in the image and likeness of who? Of God. The information that Eve and Adam have gotten from the serpent has come with another reality. One of the realities is nakedness. One of the realities is shame. One of the realities is guilt. And God knows that in my information there is no nakedness. Because I become a covering around the person. Say, so who told you? Who told you that you have even believed to the point that you are naked? Then somebody has introduced that to you. I wrote something here. Once we begin to hear another words outside the word of God, we lose our dominion and authority. We pick up another dominion and we pick up another authority which leads to death. Once we begin to hear what? We hear words outside whose words? The word of God. We pick up another reality. And every reality outside the reality of God is a dead reality. You do hear what I just said? Every reality outside what? Outside God's reality is a what? Is a dead reality. We read last week from Luke chapter 4. When Jesus was talking, he was also conversing with the devil. You know, in the beginning, devil was there with Adam, right? In the beginning, in New Testament, because another beginning again, the serpent was also what? Was also there. So these guys were in the Garden of Eden. This guy, in this, in this, in this scenario also, Jesus was also what? In the wilderness somewhere. So if truly you are the son of God, I, we, we, we know that you are the son of God. But if truly, they say that you are the son of God. Can you 
turn this stone into what? Into bread. Do you see that the information is similar from what he did to Eve and Adam? He said, had God said that you should not eat of it, if truly they say that you are the son of God, can you just do some things here? This, this devil eh, is a devil. Jesus just smiled. How could you just see Jesus smiling? Ah, small boy. You go suffer today. Oh. You know what Jesus said? Jesus did not go telling him, I'm the son of God, I'm this and that. What Jesus just said, for it is written. There is another superior information that has already been established. And I choose to hold that reality more than the reality of converting stones to bread to prove myself. For it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But by what? By every word. By every word. As it were in the beginning that man was taking charge and dominion on the authority and premise of God's word. So it is also I have come to also execute that. Please, if you are writing, write this. Don't ever prove yourself to any situation. Just prove God to that situation. Don't prove yourself to every situation. Prove who? Prove God. We're going to see it. We just say, God bless you. Uh, our sister, Sister Joy. She just went into my chapters and just called the scriptures. We're going to see it. David came. I say, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts of Israel. You uncircumcised nonsense baboon dog. Get out. I will cut your neck out. I just could just see heaven were rowing. Yay! God, God was proud. Said, this is David. Can God be proud of you in situations? We're going to come to you. know that day I was studying. That was how I saw it. Because I could just see David. You uncircumcised God. And then I could just see heaven was rowing. Say this guy. Let, let, let me use the words that most of us use. You are busting our brains. You are busting. You know what I said? Even if devil, uh, even if David did not use sling, I'm telling you that the Goliath will die. I'm telling you. He has already entered the dimension of God that is too impossible. It's just impossible for Goliath not to die that day. Nothing will stop. See? Nothing will stop the death of that, that, that young boy. Nothing. Who told you? Ask your neighbor, who told you? Ask the person, who told you that the situation will finish you? Who told you? John chapter 1 verse 4. Our lead pastor always say many scriptures are good for our health. Yes, so John chapter 1 verse 4. Let's take some doses more. Amen. John chapter 1 verse 4. We'll be running very fast. So last week we began. We're going to continue more and more. Right? So now we are shifting because when Adam now got that information, he lost his dominion and what? Authority. Sin now. That's what happens. Sin was introduced into the equation and now Jesus came. Right? 
He came and then reversed what has happened, right? A new covenant, a new life. Amen? So now the believer now is a man or the believer is one that is in Christ Jesus who presently now is not enjoying the life of God. Right? So as it were in the beginning, now you are not only in Christ. When you say things, those things will be thereof. Amen? So when Adam fell, what was happening is that henceforth, when Adam began to do things, death was introduced into the equation. So whatever Adam will do, whatever Adam will say, he will still see death around him. But now we have Jesus, right? So we're enjoying the life of Christ. So the believer is a man in Christ Jesus who has the life of God in him. Can you say, I have the life of God? I am not thinking about it. I'm not doubting about it. I'm not assuming it. I know I have the life of God in me. And his spirit lives in me. And that is my reality. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life. Please, before we read John, John 6, 63. So that we can connect it to all these verses. And then the Holy Spirit will help us see the light. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Underline the words spirit and what? Life. The words I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are what? Life. John chapter 1 verse 4. In him was life, you see? Because in him is life. He can't speak dead. In him was life, and the life was the what? Was the light of men. 14 verse 6. John 14 verse 6. And the light shineth in 14 verse 6. 14 verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by what? But by me. John 10 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, John 10, 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might what? They might have life and they might have it more what? Abundantly. Life, 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 life from Jesus. Next verse, 6 verse 48. 6 verse 48. I am the bread of Life. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Please be fast with me. It's good for your health. Be fast. This is how your bones get stronger. Right? Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with what? With Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who did what? Who loved me and what? Gave himself for me. Life that I live. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Life. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of 
Life in who? In Christ Jesus has did what? Has made me free from the law of sin and death. Life, life, life. In who? In Christ Jesus. The believer is the man that is operating under the life of Jesus. You have the life of Jesus in you. The law of sin and death, that life has set you free from that atmosphere. There's no more law of sin and death hanging over you. The law that is operating in your life is the what? The law of what? Life. In who? In Christ Jesus. I'm moving somewhere. Matthew chapter 12, where we read, and then we'll connect it. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 from verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak how many things? Good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, this what? Speak it. Verse 34. 35. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart, bring it forth what? Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bring it forth what? Evil things. 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in what? In the day of judgment. 37. For by thy words thou shalt be what? Justify. And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Please turn to your neighbor and said, In this kingdom, we don't have idle words. Every word is spirit and life. No, turn to the person. You're not saying it like you mean it as a believer. Say, In this kingdom, we don't have idle words. Every word that we speak are spirit and life. Lastly, tell him, Be careful of your words. Careful of your words. If you are writing, write this down. That the power of your words must be rooted in the power of God's work. So we are coming to the life of the believer now. The believer is not a man that speaks his words. The believer is the man that speaks whose words? God's words. So situations don't respond to your words, brother. Situations respond to whose words? God's words. So when I meet situations in life, I should not be speaking my words. I should be speaking whose words? God's words. And those things will change. And we just sang a beautiful song. I cannot cry unto Jesus and also cry to depression. No way. It's not possible. I cannot bow my knees to situations and then know what? I bow my knees to Jesus and now bow my knees to what? To say, I cannot bow before Yahweh and bow towards recession. Please, the, the one that says cry. Because we have many criers now in this house. I cannot cry before the Lord and also cry towards a hey, uh, small girl. You go suffer. Every time you they cry for depression, eh? Waiting go they happen to you, be say you go they get depressed more and more. Yes. So your words must be rooted. Your words must be what? 
must be rooted in whose words? In God's words. So when I speak, that things change not because Costin is speaking. But when I speak, it's because I speak the words of who? Of God. And those things are changing. You understand, right? Yes. So which means that if I have to see God's results, the fulfilled promises in Christ Jesus, then I must speak his what? His words. John chapter 12 verse 49. Very fast, everybody. John 12 verse 49. See what Jesus is saying. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father who did what? Who sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should what? Hallelujah. And what I should also what? Speak. For the results, you see, I don't do them on my own accord. Because there is words that I'm speaking. Another one, 8 verse 38. John chapter 8 verse 38. Very fast, please, very fast. I speak that which I have seen with my what? With my father. And ye do that which ye have seen with your what? With your father. Simple, this, this, the thing is separated. So we will know who is your father when situations come. You see now, this Sunday morning, not everybody's crying, Jesus, glory, oh, hallelujah. Boop. We, we, we are not saying you are not doing the right thing. But when you leave this place, and then just one pressure small gets you, you will know who is your father. Some of us, we don't want to be empty of money. Once you realize your account has reached one tier, the whole Cyprus will be on fire. Please write this good news that I just received in my heart. Pressures come to test who, who your God is. Situations, bad situations, difficult situations, they come to do what? To test who your God is. Whether you are standing in him or you are outside him. This is a word of comfort for my heart also, you know. They come to test who your God is. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. 1 okay. Peter chapter 1 verse 23. I read. Being born again not of corruptible seed, but of what? Incorruptible. By the what? By the word of God which liveth and abideth what? Forever. So your words must be rooted in whose words? In God's word. Because God's word abided what? Forever. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Everybody. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful. That word quick, the original meaning is living. It is quick. It is living and what? Powerful and sharper than any what? Two-edged words. God bless you. Than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as to divide 
soul, spirit, joints, and marrow, it is a judge of what? The ideas and the thoughts of what? Of the heart. We hear Jesus say the words I speak, they are spirits and they are life because the words he's speaking are living words. They are the words of God and the words of God are living. Philippians chapter 2 verse 16. Philippians chapter 2 verse 16. Holding forth to the what? To the words of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have not run in vain, neither what? Labored in vain. Isaiah 55 verse 11. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God. My words must be rooted in his words. Isaiah 55 verse 11. So shall my words be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me what? Void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper where to so ever I do what? Send it. So when you speak the word of God, that word must prosper in situations. Forget about the poverty in those situations. When you stand and your words are rooted in God's word and you speak, the prosperity you see is because you have spoken what? God's word. Please write this thing down. The results a believer sees in his life is not because of him, but it's because of God in his life. So there is no result that is commensurate to you. The results you see in your life is on the authority of what? of God. So, those results are there to verify the integrity of God in your life. Pastor Chidi started saying something last week. How do I put God's word in my mouth? Since we need to, we need, we need to ensure that our words are rooted in who? In God's word. So, how do I, how do I now root myself in God's word? Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Everybody very fast. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy head, thy legs, thy ears. Shall not depart out of where? Out of whose mouth? Whose mouth? My mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. How first? What is the first thing I need to do with the word? I should put it where? In my in my mouth. One. So how do I root myself first in God's word? By putting it where? In my mouth. Sir, where do I get the word to put it in my mouth? Open your Bible. Start reading it. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he received of us. I'm already putting the words in my mouth. Be practical. Pastor Chidi began telling us last week where he came to take the, the, the word uh, affirmation. Romans chapter 10 verse 12. We're going to see. We're going to see. Romans chapter 10 verse 12. 
Romans, go to 10. Verse 10, 10, verse 10. Romans 10, verse 10. Okay, verse 8, sorry. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, from verse 8. But what said it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy tongue, in thy head, in thy legs. For the word said it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Joshua 1 8, he said, Meditate on it, what? Day and night, an activity of the heart. Even in thy heart, that is the word of faith. God's word. Which we what? Which we preach. See verse 9 now. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? Say verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. Even your salvation was a product of your words. Hallelujah. So if your salvation were the product of your words, however, not your words, the word of faith, God's word. So what has saved you because you have uttered them is the word of faith. Whose words? God's word. So don't you think if God's word has power to save you, don't you think that God's word also has power to save you out of your present situation? So the same power that has saved you, the same word has that potency to also what? To deliver you. So I put it in my mouth. How? By opening it. Tell your friend, open God's word. Tell your friend, you don't know God's word because you have not put it in your mouth. Yes. Because the more I study God's word, the more I put God's word in my mouth, what I'm doing is that now I'm acknowledging that God's word, God is my source. And I'm going to operate by his words on earth. Amen. I'm going to operate by his words on earth. The word of faith. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So when situations meet you, the things you say, they are the products of the things you have thought about. I don't die, yo. You have been thinking that you will die. Because you have uttered them, we'll see you die. We die here. We'll see you die here. Because you have been thinking we die. We will die. This thing will finish me. I tell you, it must finish you. It must finish you. Nothing will stop you from finishing you. It must finish you. Put God's word in your heart. Because situations will come that will require you to speak them out. So what we are doing is when we put God's word in our mouth, in our hearts, verse 10 of Romans, we say, we say, with the heart we believe. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing whose word? 
God's word. So a point comes that with our heart, we believe the things we have heard. Now, when situations come, the Holy Spirit in us best for power in those words. Tell your neighbor, please, don't ever speak to situations if God is not your source. God must, be your, God must be your source. That is when situations change. The last thing that we're looking at now is say, war with your words. War with your what? With your words. Yes, let's go to my classical, classical story. I love this story. This is my story of the year. First Samuel chapter 17. We'll end on this note. I just even heard now in my spirit that Somebody will go and practice this thing. Amen? Yes, I just had that now in my spirit. First Samuel, are we there? Now, First Samuel chapter 17, verse 9. Let's go to 9, sir. Glory to God. Yes, verse 9. See what Goliath said. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our what? Servant and servers. Verse 10. And the Philistine said, who is the Philistine now? Goliath. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may what? Fight together. Verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed. And what? Can you imagine? King. King was afraid of one man's words. If you're writing a lesson right, situations come to make you dismayed and greatly what? Afraid. Because when you become greatly uh, dismayed or afraid, you lose sight of Jesus. So when Saul and Israel heard those words, I don't know what, God, God is amazing. God included Saul. Say when Saul, the king, Almighty King, that I've seen wonders, heard those words. He was also what? Dismayed and what? Greatly afraid. Verse 23, move to 23 and verse 24. Verse 23 and 24. See, 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 see. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion again, as usual. This time around, he came the Philistine of God, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake to the same words. And David this what now? Ah, he misrode this time around. Because somebody had the what? Had the words. Can you allow the spirit of God make you hear God's word in that situation? Can you allow Jesus just speak again so that you can hear him? And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and they were so what? Afraid. However, David did what? Had the word. Now, let's go now to this verse. Verse 25. Verse 25. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that is come up surely to defy Israel? Is he come up and it shall be that the man who killed him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him what? His daughter and make his daughter's house what? Free in what? In Israel. See verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28. And Eliab, his elder brother, had when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against what? David. And he said, 
Why comest thou down here? And with whom hast thou left the few sheep in the wilderness? Be careful of your friends that bring negative re reports to you. In fact, let me tell you, I, I, I boldly tell you this. One of the first people that will kill your faith, kill and bring a wrong information to you is your family members. They are the first people that will kill every iota of faith in you regarding the things you see God is saying to you. Why comest thou here? Hey, those few sheep in the wilderness. I know your pride, you young boy, and your naughtiness of your heart. Thou art come down here that thou mayest see the battle. I just can see the guy say, Don't you see that we are big here and we cannot still contend? And you are here. Next verse 32. See 32. 32. 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart do, do what? I don't show. I'm here. I dare. Let no man's heart what? I heard that you guys have been afraid. I'm in the scene now. Can you tell the situation that I've, I've come? Can you tell the situation? See what David said. Because of him, thy servant will go and fight with this what? Philistine, verse 34 now to 36. Holy Ghost. And David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep and there came a lion and a bear and took the lamb out of the flock. 35. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth and when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Verse 36. And thy servant slew both lions and bears and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had what? Defied the armies. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Just bring the report of God of his victories to the situation. Bring the report of the victory. Say, the Lord helped me to kill the lion. He helped me to kill the bears. Can you remember the victories of God in your life? Many a times you are too overwhelmed by the present situation and you have forgotten the victories of God in the past. And he says something. With that same idea, with that same reality, I'm going to defy the what? I'm going to kill the uncircumcised what? Philistine. See now the last thing that he's saying, 38, 39. And Saul armed with his armor and he put the helmet of brass upon his what? Head and armed David with a coat of what? Male. 39. I will say something here. Holy Ghost. Help me. And David girded his sword upon his armor and he has said to go for he had not proved it. He has not what? He had not proved it. Write this down. Don't carry extras when you are, when you, when you are facing situations. Those things are not proven. Only God's word is what? Is proven. Don't carry extra. See, and David said unto Saul, I cannot go with this, for I have not what? Proved them. Don't prove situations with your options. You can't overcome them. You can't overcome them with the things that you are doing. You can't overcome them with your uncle in USA. We can't overcome them with your auntie in Belgium, in, in, in Berlin, in Germany. See what he said. I have not proved them, and David put them what? Off him. Verse, verse 40. Verse 40 now. Verse 44, please. Verse 44. Verse 44. 
And the Philistine said to David, we're ending here now. Everybody rise to your feet. We're ending here now. Rise to your feet. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto what? The fowls of the air and to the what? To the beast of the field. See the next verse. Then said David to the what? Philistine, this is what some of us now in the next two, three minutes we're going to say to situations. Hallelujah. You're going to say it regarding your, fi your family, your child, your wife, your husband. See what David said. Then said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword. Thou comest to me with a spear. Thou comest to me with a what? With a shield. But I come to thee. In what? In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of who? Of Israel, whom thou hast. Situations come to defy God in your life. And that is why you must come against them in the name of the Lord. They don't respond to your father's name. They don't respond to your connection. They can only respond to the name of the Lord. See what it says, verse 46. Verse 46. Verse 46. This day will the Lord do what? Deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee. And I will take your head from thee. And I will give your carcass of the host of the Philistines. And this day unto the far, I could just hear heaven rowing. Heaven was rowing. This, this is the one we are looking for. The same thing happened with Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. He said, for I'm a man of unclean what? Leaves. And the angel flew, the cherubim flew. And he touched his tongue with a coal of fire. And now his tongue was purified. In Jeremiah chapter 1, he told him the same thing. He said, for I'm for a child. He said, do not say you are a child. And the Lord touched his tongue. He said, today I've put my words in your mouth. And whatever and wheresoever I send you, the words I say speak, thou shalt what? Shall you speak? They went to the beautiful gate and met the lame man by the, by the gate. And then the man was looking at them intently and said, as usual, can you give me some one kurush? And then the guys told them, he said, we don't have kurush to give you. But we have something to, to this situation. We, we don't have money to change it. Oh, please write this thing down. It's not money that you need to solve all your problems on earth. You need Jesus. You need his words. You need his words. You need to speak his words. I beg you. You need to. He said, he said, silver and gold we do not have to give you. But there's one thing we give you this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. That is how we speak to mountains. That is how you speak to your businesses. That is how you speak to the sicknesses. That is how you speak. The power of your words are rooted in God's word. You speak to your education. You speak to your family. See, you don't allow things just to be that way. My aunt has been in the hospital experiencing symptoms of cancer now for some months. Every morning I wake up, I keep speaking. Lord, I speak life into the body of Auntie Josephine. Jesus, you told me she will not die. I heard you clearly. You told me she will not die. Last week, I got a report from my brother. He said, I called them on video. And then suddenly, I saw her body has grown slim. I said, Lord, I refuse this report in the name of Jesus. I still hold on firmly to your words. Your words must be the words of Jesus for things to change. Please, can you speak to the situations now in the name of Jesus? Can you speak, please? 
That is how you take dominion. You take dominion by speaking. Please speak. There's somebody here, your father has been struggling with issue of alcoholism. And you have really been worrying or you're worried about it. I perceive in my spirit is a, is a male figure. Your father has been struggling with alcoholism and the family is a concern for your family. Please see me after the service, but can, can you just pray and speak in the name of Jesus? It's a big concern because your father has been messing up resources with that habit. I can't hear you. You need to speak in the name of Jesus. Please speak. Speak words of life. Speak to your education. In the name of Jesus, I speak all things are possible. My husband must change. My wife must change. That child must get better. My business is increasing. My education, there is no stagnancy in my education. I speak to my siblings. There's a lady here. Your elder brother has, has, has been a problem in your family. In the name of Jesus, can you speak? The centurion told Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Just send forth the word. I believe my servant will be healed. Can you send the word? 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 In the name of Jesus.